Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Jay Benet, here from Seven Keys Management. Welcome back to Wounds from the Womb. I have to sincerely apologize for the delay. We have been extremely distracted, just work and classes and things like that, but that's no excuse, so I really, really apologize for that. I am so excited about this episode. It is about the single mother syndrome. What is the single mother syndrome, you ask? I'm gonna allow my mother, who is a single mother, to answer that question. So mom, first introduce yourself. I mean, we all know who you are, but introduce yourself and then tell us what the single mother syndrome is. Hey, this is Lanisha B. Um, this is a very, 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 very interesting subject. Um, and it kind of came out of a conversation with a friend of mine. She wanted to do something for me, like she was offering to go or either come help me do something or whatever the case may have been. And um, I said, oh, well, no, I can, I'll, I'll just do it. Oh, I can go after work or I can go after this and that and that and this. And um, she said, you know what? I said, what? She said, you got the single mother to me. And I was like, what? <laughs> What is the single mother syndrome? Like, what is that? And um, so she just pretty much, um, she just said that we single mothers like feel the need to do everything and be everything for their children. So it's like a lot of times if you don't have the help, uh, you you take the burden upon yourself. To just do it all and you don't even realize you're doing it um because i didn't realize it mm -hmm. um so that's something that we do we just you know you don't um have a lot of options you don't have a lot of help and people can call you get used to making it happen for yourself in the church. so what i'm hearing is in a way, you feel just obligated to just to just to have to do everything on your own, and it gets to a point that even when help becomes available, you either don't want it or you don't notice, right? Yep. And sometimes, and this is just from observation, it could be mistaken as a healthy characteristic or a healthy habit. Having yeah. single mother syndrome, because in a way you become somewhat of a hero, you yeah. know, and you take that on as your responsibility as part of your identity, and then it becomes a burden. Yeah. It can become a burden. Yeah, yeah, it definitely can become a burden, and then you don't know because you get used to doing it all, and then if you haven't, I think on our previous. Uh, broadcast we were just talking about how if the mother or father there's some single men that have children too but um if, if you haven't dealt with yourself if you haven't dealt with your heart and you're just making it happen for your children sometimes you aren't your best self with all that pressure on your back and that you put on yourself because a lot of it is self-inflicted too you know, um, if you don't deal with yourself, you, you don't show your children your best self. And a lot of times they'll take that on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
I, I can surely agree with that. So I was about to ask you that. Do you think you could pass that on to your children? And um, I feel like that's something that I still carry now because it just seems easier to get things done on your own. Like you say, when you, you spend so much time not having the help, and so you become like overly able to do things independently. And then later on, you just, it's like you're consumed by that. And that's all you know. And I, I surely have taken on that that mindset of, I can do it myself. I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, I don't feel like asking for help. No, it's all right. It's cool. I got it. Like, and so many people have brought that to my attention. Even people who don't know me. It's like they could discern that about me. Like, hmm, you feel like you can do everything on your own, huh? And part of me definitely feels that way, even now. Like, and I'll, of course, I know I need to work on that, but part of me feels like I can surely do what other people can do for me, myself. I really believe it. Like, I, I believe I have the capability to do it. But the capacity where I'll be able to do it in excellence as far as other things... That is where the issue comes in because then you become burnt out, which goes with what uh, you said about you're not your best self. And um, I I think that's something that single parents need to be made aware of is that you doing all of this doesn't it makes you maybe makes you a good parent in your head. But I feel like it tears away from the quality of your parenting too. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. I just feel like um, you touched on something you said. Even people that don't know you were picking up on it, and um, that was happening for me too. Like, um, it just—it's it, crazy how it's like ingrained, like it's imprinted into your almost like your personality. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I called it the other day, I called it, um, it's like a toxic independence. Like I, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it, but you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you actually could have help if you ask. Um, but a lot of times that independence will come. It's like the fruit of feeling neglected. Mm-hmm. Or feeling like, you know, you didn't have the help or you don't have the help or I haven't been covered. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, well, I'm going to cover myself. You know what I mean? I, I got it. And it's like at any slight, like, hesitation from somebody, if I did ask for help and they, like, hesitated a little bit or it was all these questions, I'd be like, nope, I got it. I do it myself. Thank mm-hmm. you. You know, and... It would be like a stressor, you know, in some of my relationships um, because of that toxic independence. Like, um, I found out that I would be what people needed. I could be what they needed, but then I wouldn't let them be that for me. Mm-hmm. So, and then don't be dealing with like issues of abandonment or something. That coupled with that. Now, you ain't got no help, and, you know, it look like you ain't got no help. Now, it's like, 
see every time I you know, ask for him. That's why I don't ask because <laughs> you know I don't get the help when I need it, or I don't get adequate help, or people don't do it right, and it's all of that. It, you know, it's just a lot of different things that can you know, um, you know, just intertwine, and it'll just become like this cycle, you know, of dysfunction. Yeah, ain't no other word for that. I will say that um, my issue came from first feeling as if I was a burden. Like as a child, just watching people in a way become annoyed with the idea of having to watch after me or something. Like um, some of my relatives or even if you would ask people to watch me when you had to go to work. And I could see them, like, become irritated. Why are you asking? I remember that, like, watching you go back and forth with uh, one of my grandmothers about it. Like, oh, can you just want... Like, they kind of get, like, start huffing and puffing about it. And then um, some of your friends, like, watching, like, after you will leave, I could see that they didn't really want to be bothered with me. And I would have rather them said no than have me in here thinking that I'm such a bother, you know? Yeah. Or some of the older cousins, it just seemed like, dang, like, why do y'all, what is such, what is the issue with helping out a little bit? And so it made me happy later on <laughs> when you just was like, hey, I'm going to just, you don't have to stay home by yourself. And, you know, it was a little nerve wracking a little bit, but it was better than being around people who inwardly did not want to watch me yeah. and so later um becoming friends with people who will help but remind you all the time that they've helped and that's that's my issue now too being surrounded by people who want the recognition of i helped her remember that time because i told when you had when you was down <laughs> i was definitely there who else checked on you like and it's like, okay, uh, so, you know, with, with all of that, it's like something is, it always blocks me from being as vulnerable as I could be or as open to asking for help because I don't want to be reminded of that dark moment I had when you feel like getting your ego stroked. You know, because I don't like doing that to people. I don't want you to remember when you... We're in a, a deep, dark pit. I don't. Yeah, you know, we could reminisce about it if you feel like it. Yeah. But I, I don't want you to have to relive that because I need, I, my pride is, you know, itching or something. Yes. So, you know, I, I guess it goes back to something you've been telling me for months now about being able to compartmentalize. Like, healthily. 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 Yeah. So, you, you get your few people who have shown themselves approved and you know be vulnerable yes. and do it healthily you know not being like overly dependent but doing it healthily like man i've been struggling deal with it together and move forward and then be available when they need you you know but that is difficult though i think a lot a lot of other things can come with that independence too you know what i mean like you just said people holding it over your head um 
people reminding you um, every time when you ask the last time, because the last time you asked me, I, and I, it's like, okay, <laughs> that, well, excuse me, um, you know, I'm sorry I needed help, right? You know? But it was I, by myself. Like I wish I could have taken you to work with me. Like you know, that probably. it just, you know, probably would have been okay. I, I don't know um, how else to fix that. You know, other people they had jobs. You know, um, and they really couldn't assist as much as they could. So I think that's what led me to just saying, hey, you, you're just going to have to stay home. You know, you're just going to have to stay home. Here, here's this little bitty phone um, that <laughs> all we need to do is talk, talk or text. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just... Keep me aware. I'm going to check on you before you go to sleep. And I'm going to get off work and come home and take you to school. Yeah. And a lot of times you were late for school. Yeah, I remember. I was getting off late from work. You know, um, and so I think the repetitiveness behind that even strengthened how I felt. You know, like, we going to do this. And we going to do this together. Yeah. But, like, if you have... You know, just even the little bit of help I got, you know, I noticed it, I saw it, but you know, I was I was trying to be grateful for it, but you know, when you're in such a deficit, like that, if that deficit is deep or wide or whatever, you know, and you need more help than you're getting, you know, it's kind of like. I take what I can get, I guess. You know, and and I that probably I probably did come off in my mind within myself. I didn't say that to the person like you can only help me one day a week. Like what's going on? <laughs> you know, it wasn't that, but I worked more days than that. You know yes. what I mean? So we just had to make it work, and, and I was scared, you know, because you were at home by yourself. Um, but. It was just something within me also that just knew you were going to be okay. Like, okay, y'all, she wasn't like five or nothing, okay? Right. But you were 10, right? That's mm-hmm. when we started. Um, I'm like, this is super young. This is super young. Could have went to jail, child. Oh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but it was something we had to do. So, and that's what comes, excuse me, with the healing inner healing yeah right that's what comes with that like if you start to work on your heart and the foundations of like whatever your dysfunction is whatever that is um it'll open your eyes to a lot of stuff like it'll start like clearing out your lenses right and Mm -hmm. then you start seeing you know stuff for what it is you start seeing yourself you start seeing your children differently um, because I didn't see you as a burden, but I, I think you kind of felt like you were sometimes. Because I would be, I would be tired, you know, toe up tired. And I would get off work at work night. So get off in the morning. Then I had to like, you know, if I didn't have anybody pick you up, I had to try to get up and pick you up at 2.30 or 3.30, depending on what you were doing. Right. So it was 
it was difficult. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because I was so broken and tired, okay, <laughs> some you would get the brunt of that sometimes. You know what I mean? You know, not really knowing how to um, verbalize myself or to you. Like what, what I was really trying to say to you is like, I wouldn't get it out. I, I wouldn't, you know, say it with the, with the grain of salt, you mm -hmm. know, and sometimes it would be like a yell, like, no, yeah, go out of here, go sit down, you know, or, or whatever. And I just, that's, I think what added to a lot of the regret I had when we finally started unfolding the things in your heart you know it was a lot of things that i had experienced as well but um being able to walk it out you know between me and god and then us having our conversations i think it has helped me get over the regret and the guilt that i feel like Jack my <laughs> you know yeah but I think that it, there was one time where um one of the prophets at our church he said something that was so key to me a lot of times we see that independence as strength you know what I mean and he pointed out that, you know, yeah, God saw the strength, you know what I'm saying? I had strength, but it wasn't founded in him. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And people would verbalize that, yeah, if you you are, you are a single mom raising your children with a pretty good career, it just seems like, you know, and then I wasn't real good at managing my money, you know what I mean? That was another part. Um, it's like I was being strong, but it wasn't real strength. Mm -hmm. It was conjured up strength. It, I had to build it up because maybe I just didn't feel covered. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had to build it up because, hey, we're going to make this work. So it wasn't real strength. It was it was strength found it within myself and not God. And so it took me years. I'm still doing this, or I'm still learning um, how to do things in God's strength and not my own. Like and being able to sit in the moment and feel whatever that is. Like just feel it. Because part of that whole independent thing is like avoidance. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm not going to deal because I got too much stuff to do. And I ain't got that. And we're going to keep moving. And let's go. You know? And it's like you brushing your feelings aside. And you smushing down whatever that is you ain't dealing with. And you're putting stuff on top of it that look like strength. And it's not work. Said a whole lot. <laughs> did you see any of that in your mother? You know what? I did. I saw my mother's strength. I saw how busy she was. I saw that she stayed. She would be gone. She would be just faithful to like church and to just 
different organizations, you know. So I did. I, I, I saw strength, but I think I think that was all I saw. And I and I I really believe that had I seen just a little bit more um, vulnerability, I wouldn't have seen vulnerability as something that was negative or bad. You know what I mean? So I think it's important too, like even if you're the kind of mother that's really busy, you know, you should just really be intentional, like about spending time with your children, like or making sure that they're that they know they're important or that they know or, or even giving them something to do that's a part of what you do. You know what I mean? Like intertwining, you know, or introducing them into other parts of your life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm learning now how to let you and your sister like see the vulnerability, like the parts of me um, that want to cry, the parts of me that is that feel emotion, you know, and is processing through that, you know, because that's a part of my own healing. So I want you all to see that also. You know what I mean? So, and I didn't realize how important it was. I, I, you know, to actually let your children in on different aspects of your life, right? Because in my day and age, nobody's mom was really telling them about their past or what they experienced, you know? Because um, I feel like that probably would have knocked out about 85% of some of that experience that I, uh, that I went through, but um, I try to make sure I share those parts of me with you all so you can know, hey, my mom is human. My mom has feelings. My mom has emotions. My mom is not always strong, you know? And so I think that helps your child or children realize or see that emotions aren't bad. You know what I mean? Because I also feel like um, where I grew up kind of had something to do with that too. Like, you know, when you grow up and you feel being too sensitive, you either get picked on or, you know, Somebody be trying to bully you all the time or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I also picked it up from there too. Like, okay, I guess being sensitive and wanting world peace is not um, a good thing around here. <laughs> you know what I mean? So then mm -hmm. I had to put up this front. You know that, okay, well, I guess it's time to be tough then. Like, I, what, what, what did he call it? And he played that too. Openly I played well. it to a T, right? Yeah. I went all the way. I just I went all the way. I said, "Oh, we don't do emotions, okay? Well, I ain't gonna do emotions, and I'm gonna do all kind of ridiculousness in these streets, you know, um, that almost landed me <laughs> in prison, right? You know, because we, you know, that's just what I thought, you know, and not realizing that there was a, another side of life. I thought this this was life. Like what I experienced, that was life. 
you know, but that is survival. You know what I'm saying? That is picking up on stuff and making it right or making it a way of life. And then if that don't work out, okay, let's try something else. You know, I just think that that's important to have those kind of conversations with your children about your life, about what you went through, show them your emotions, show them vulnerability, um, and then have real conversations with them. You know, like, you know, how do you feel about anything there with you? How do you feel about marriage? Or, like, you know, what's going on, you know, over there, you know, in Michigan? You know what I mean? Yeah. You in college, like, oh, okay, let's go out. You know? Um, I know you weren't telling me everything, but I just wanted to keep some sort of report about life, period. That's something that I shared with one of my, well, actually, in this group chat I made with my family members about um, what made it so easy for me to be vulnerable with you and my father. Like, I don't believe I hid much about my college experience from y'all because I didn't feel the need to. I really think y'all wanted me to have a genuine, like an authentic fun and enlightening college experience and so from the parties to the arguments to the good grades and the bad grades i feel like i was pretty much open about what was happening at cmu and when i went away to england i just didn't feel judged you know and i also knew from, from my daddy's experience that i was doing way less than what he was doing when he was in college <laughs> Ooh-wee. Those stories were crazy. So, um, and then I, I was able to also witness my friends' relationships with their parents. And their parents were like overly judgmental. And um I could see like the fear in some of some of my friends when they had conversations with their parents about Certain things, some, some of their experiences and stuff. I'm just like, good lord. Why is your mama talking to you like that? Why is your stepfather calling you out your name just because you want to go to a party? Like, oh, man. If I were you, I probably wouldn't share what I'm doing. But me, I could tell my mama, oh, it's ladies night. We going out to dance. I'll probably be home at one or something. Like, without feeling like, oh, my God, my mama's going my mama gonna judge me and call me this and that like oh, I'm in trouble like it just never felt I never felt judged in that way like I wasn't afraid to be vulnerable with y'all um and I, I talked to my auntie about like her relationship uh with her parents and she was just saying that she felt like it would have been amazing to be able to have just those deeper conversations and I was just like, I feel like that's what made, what makes my relationship with my parents much better than the ones I've witnessed. The fact that I can come to them about certain things and they feel comfortable enough to share certain things from their life with me. And it just makes them, like, they're my parents, of course, but I feel like a camaraderie with them too. And uh, that's like something that, 
also contributed to me, I guess, being more open to being vulnerable with, like, other people. Like, I'm slowly growing into that with some of my newer relationships. Um, but it had to start at home. It definitely had to start at home. And that's why sometimes, well, not sometimes, but on every episode, we admonish, like, the parents to have those moments of conversation where it's like a pretty like level equally level playing field where you say what you need to say I say what I need to say and I don't you know jump at you for what you're saying you don't we respect each other you know and it just makes for a healthier relationship between the two of you and creates I don't know like it makes your child healthier I would say like you don't it's not about like I'm about to do this, I'm gonna do this, this, this. It's not about works all the time. They want to have intimacy with their parents as well. And I've seen the fruits, like really good fruit in my life from that. And I, I really want other people, my young people or people younger than me or even those older to have that same experience. Because it's never too late to become like a healthier human being you know in mind body and soul so like yeah have those conversations really really have those conversations like you you will be surprised how many people just want to talk to their parents like they can have aunties and uncles and cousins who do all these things for them they have fun with them and all of that but deep down inside it's about that parental intimacy that they just miss it it's a boy I, I totally, totally agree with that. Um, and I think in order to even start the process, I think um, parents have to like forgive themselves, you know, for not uh, having all the answers. You know, that's where I had to start um, was forgiveness of self and forgiveness of what I didn't know. <laughs> Because I didn't know it, okay? Um, and so, most times you're not responsible for what you don't know. But when you get the information, you really, really should start implementing it. You know what I mean? There's always a way to intervene in the relationships um, between you and your children. You know? Um, and I just feel like it also takes courage, right? Because if you have been a certain way with your children and then you get knowledge about what you're doing, whether it's considered positive or negative, and you want to change, you want to be different with your children, you know, it takes courage. Mm -hmm. It really, really does. After you forgive yourself, after you lay it all at the altar, you know, take courage right to actually do these things with your children um so that you can start the road to heal right like just like you said it, it it's not like it's a time frame like shoot my children old now or i'm old now i'm not gonna say anything to my mom or whatever like that you just really really have to be courageous especially if you love your children that you do the work internally 
and be courageous about changing, you know, because it's easy to go back to familiarity. It's so easy. If you were somebody who yelled at your children all the time, because you've been yelled at all your life, and so now you learn that the things you've been saying has been just injuring them, you know, and causing them to be even more lonely and dysfunctional or depressed or whatever, I think then it's time to go ahead and have the conversation and apologize. But I apologize to y'all when I feel like I've been just wrong. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that also takes humility, you know, so, and it takes courage to do all of that. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to change, you know, and you want to break the cycles you know, in the next generations. You mm-hmm. just really, really have to do it. Like making the conscious conscious and the uh, deliberate steps to, to change. Um because nobody's perfect. We weren't given books to, to you know this is how you raise child. No. <laughs> this is just is you know it's like you may have a foundation if you looked it up, but a lot of it is about life experiences because the people who wrote the book didn't live your life and they didn't have those experiences that caused um, you to be where you are emotionally. A way to bring this to a close, a very beautiful way. We really, really want you all to be able to experience just healthy relationships, but it first starts with you becoming a healthy individual. Like you bringing your dysfunction into some type of connection where someone else is already dysfunctional, it does nothing to help you all function together. Well, if the other person is already healthy and you bring your dysfunction, it does nothing. When the two of y'all subject yourselves to healing and process to wholeness, through prayer, through fasting, through counseling, that relationship, when it's recreated, it is amazing. And it bears great fruit. So just know that even if if it has something to do with like a romantic relationship, imagine the both of you creating a healthy rapport and then multiplying yourselves and your children and then you all share a healthy connection it's like we 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 need those kinds of more of those communities less of the dysfunction more of the healthiness like we really desire to see more of that like it should just be us this shouldn't be a rare occasion at all so as you all know, we are praying for you all. We love you all. And we are trying to be more consistent and timely with our episodes. So just bear with us. But we are definitely thinking of you. And we will work on being more intentional, you know? Yeah. So this is the second to last episode of season one have you been enjoying this month 
I have so different to be able to share this like with like more people, mm -hmm. you know, people around us know our relationship. Um, and believe me, guys, you know, it's not about being perfect. You know what I mean? So we're just hoping that you would give yourself enough grace to change. Because that's what we're doing. And we wanted to share it with you all that it just takes being intentional. It really does. Yeah. So, so regarding the finale of season one, we are working to create the topic for that episode as well as as well as the topics for season two. So for those of you who have been listening, feel free to share some suggestions, some things you might want to hear about, and we will definitely take those into consideration. We also plan to bring in other mother-daughter relationships um, where they can kind of share parts of their story um, and just have like some dialogue, some much needed dialogue about relationships between mothers and daughters. Um, it's so needed because I think it also just adds to the friction between women anyway. And so I think healing ourselves can also help in healing mother-daughter relationships, which can in turn heal relationships between women yeah. I totally agree. I'm so excited about those dialogues. Like that's gonna be so much and fun. And God is the foundation. Yes, he is Don't the foundation. That. Nope. So thank you all again for tuning in to Wounds from the Womb. And just be on the lookout for all of the other content Seven Keeps Management has to offer. So go to 7 Keys Management on Instagram and you'll be able to see all of the other media projects that are available. Again, thank you all for your support and we will be talking to you all later. We love you. We love you and we're praying for you. Bye. <laughs>